Welcome to this episode of Hip Hop History. This week we are going to talk about Mad Villainy, the only studio album but the duo Mad Villainy, consisting of rapper MF Doom and producer Madlib, released on March 23rd, 2004 on Stone Soul Records. The album was recorded between 2002 and 2004. Madlib created most of the instrumentals during a trip to Brazil in his hotel room using minimal amounts of equipment, a Boss SP303 sampler, a turntable, and a tape deck. 14 months before the album was released, an unfinished demo version was stolen and leaked onto the internet. Frustrated, the duo stopped working on the album and returned to it only after they they had released other solo projects. While Mad Villainy achieved only moderate commercial success, it became one of the best-selling Stone's Throw albums. It peaked at number 179 on the US Billboard 200 and attracted attention from media outlets not usually covering hip-hop music, including The New Yorker. Mad Villainy received widespread critical acclaim for Mad Lib's production in MF Doom's lyricism and is regarded as Doom's magnum opus. It is ranked in various publication lists of all-time greatest albums, including 411 on NME's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, at 365 on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time, and number 18 on the Rolling Stone's 200 greatest hip-hop albums of all time. In 2001, after Fondome closed, Doom disappeared. During that time, he lived between Long Island, New York, and Kennesaw, a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. Coincidentally, Ethan Egon Alapit, who's the manager of Mad Lib's label Stone's Throw Records, had a friend in Kennesaw. He asked the friend to give Doom, who did not know about Mad Lib and Stone's Throw at the time, some instrumentals for Mad Lib. Three weeks later, the friend called back, telling him that Doom loved the instrumentals and wanted to work with Mad Lib. Soon, one of Doom's quasi-managers made an offer asking for plane tickets to Los Angeles and $1,500. Despite the fact that the label didn't have enough money after buying the plane ticket, they immediately agreed. According to Egon, soon after the arrival, the manager went to him demanding money while Doom visited Mad Lib. The first thing his manager did was get me in my bedroom, which was also the office, and corner me about $1,500. I realized that if she was in there and Doom was with Mad Lib, and the longer I kept up the charade with her, the longer they'll vibe, and maybe it all might work out. Egon's plan was successful, and Doom and Mad Lib began working together. Soon after, Stormstone Records managed to collect the money necessary to pay Doom, and a contract to the label was signed, which was written on a paper plate. Doom and Madlib started working on Mad Villainy in 2002. Madlib created 100 beats in a matter of weeks, some of which were used for Mad Villainy. Some were used on his collaboration album with Jay Dilla Champion Sound, while others were used for M.E.D.'s and Dudley Perkins albums. Even though Stone's Throw booked Doom a hotel room, he spent most of his time in Madlib's studio, based in an old bomb shelter in Mount Washington, Los Angeles. When the duo wasn't working on the album, they were spending free time together, drinking beer, eating Thai food, smoking weed, and taking mushrooms. Figaro and Meat Grinder were among the songs recorded during this time. In November 2002, Mad Lib went to Brazil to participate in the Red Bull Music Academy lecture, where he debuted the first music from the album by playing the unfinished version of America's Most Blunted. Mad Lib also went crate digging during this time in Brazil, searching for obscure vinyl records he could later sample with fellow producer Cut Chemist, DJ Babu, and J-Rock. According to Mad Lib himself, he bought multiple crates full of vinyl records, two of which he later lost. He used some of these records to produce beats for Mad Villainy. Most of the album, including beats for Strange Ways, Raid, and Rhinestone Cowboy was produced in his hotel room in Sao Paulo, using a portable turntable, a cassette deck, and a Boss SP-303 sampler. While Mad Lib was working on the album in Brazil, the unfinished demo was stolen and leaked on the internet, 14 months before its official release. Doom and Mad Lib decided to work on different projects. Mad Lib created Champion Sound with Jay Dilla, while Doom released two solo albums, Take Me to Your Leader as King Ghidorah and Vaudeville Villain as Victor Vaughn. Nevertheless, after the release of those albums, they decided to return them to Mad Villainy. For the final version of the album, Doom altered his voice, described by Peanut Butter Wolf as going from really hyper, more enthusiastic to a more mellow, relaxed, confident, less abrasive, and changed some lyrics to coincide with the change. Madlib was also asked by the label to change some instrumentals, but told them that he had forgot the samples he used in order to allow them to remain on the album. Additionally, the label also requested the duo make a proper ending for the album, forcing them to rent a studio for the recording of Rhinestone Cowboy. The beat used, however, was produced in Brazil. Mad Villainy was produced almost entirely by Madlib, except for the first 
first track, which, which he produced in collaboration with The Doom. On the album, Madlib incorporates his distinctive production style based on using samples mostly obscure from albums recorded in different countries. Aside from the sampling records by American artists, namely from jazz and soul, Madlib also used Indian and Brazilian records for Mad Villainy. The album consists of 22 songs, most of which are under 3 minutes and contain no hooks or choruses. Doom's lyrics on Mad Villainy are free associative. According to Stereo Gum, the album is about using sound to craft semi-indecipherable vignettes that are situated somewhere between the real and the mythical. Despite originally featuring a more enthusiastic, excited delivery, the leak prompted Doom to go with a slower and more relaxed flow on the final version of the album. Throughout the album, Doom uses a number of literary devices including multi-syllable rhymes, internal rhymes, and alliteration. Music critics also noted extensive use of wordplay and double entendres. Pop Matters wrote, you can spend hours poring over the lyric sheet and attempting to grok Doom's infinitely dense verbiage. If language is arbitrary, then many of Doom's verses exploit the essence of words stripped of meaning, random conglomerations of syllables assembled in an order that only makes sense from a rhythmic standpoint. The critic added, the observer stated that the densely telegraphic lyrics almost always reward closer inspection, and that Doom's rhymes miss beats drop in the middle of the next line, work their way through whole verses, allows for a smooth listen. The album cover art was created by Stone's art director Jeff Jank based on the grayscale photo of Doom in his metal mask. The photo was created by photographer Eric Coleman at Stone Throw's house in Los Angeles and edited by Jank. While working on the Met Villainy album cover, Jank drew inspiration from Cream Crimson's and the Court of the Crimson King artwork. However, following its completion, he noticed the art he noticed the artwork eerily resembled Madonna's Madonna artwork. Despite this, Jank stuck with the original artwork, labeling it as the rap version of Beauty and the Beast. A small orange square was added to the final version of Mad Villainy due to Jank's thinking the artwork needed something distinctive, comparing it to the orange O on the Madonna cover. Two singles from Mad Villainy released before the album release, Money Folder, bundled with America's Most Blunted, and All Caps, bundled with Curls. The first single peaked at number 66 on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart. Mad Villainy was released on March 23, 2004. Despite Stone's Throw Records being a relatively small label, the album achieved moderate commercial success, which was big for the label. According to Pitchfork, after two years of hectoring Stone's Throw for making unsellable records, distributor EMI could keep Mad Villainy in stock. The album peaked at number 179 on the Billboard 200 and sold approximately 150,000 records, making it one of the label's best-selling albums. Its success allowed Stonestoke to open an office in Highland Park, Los Angeles. Four official videos were created for the album upon its release. All Caps, Rhinestone Cowboy, Accordion, and Shadows of Tomorrow. All Caps and Rhinestone Cowboy appeared on DVD Stone's Throw 101 along with a hidden Easter egg video for Shadows of Tomorrow as a special bonus feature. An impromptu video for Accordion was filmed in 2004 but was not released until 2008 in the Living True Gods DVD. An instrumental version of the album was released in 2004, only in vinyl format and digital through various online stores, with the tracks The Illest Villains, Bistro, Sick Fit, Do Not Fire, and Super Villain Theme being omitted. It was re-released in 2012 on vinyl with Picture Sleeve. In 2014, in honor of the 10th anniversary of Mad Villainy, Stone's Throw released a special edition of the album on vinyl. The album re-entered Billboard 200 chart, peaking at number 117, higher than it did originally. The same year, Mad Villainy was also released on compact cassettes as part of the Cassette Store Day. Several remixes of the album were released. Two remix EPs of Mad Villainy were released on Stone's Throw in 2005. The remixes were done by Fortet and Kashik. Mad Villainy 2, the Mad Lib remix, was released on Stone's Throw in 2008, containing a complete remix of the album by Mad Lib as a part of the Mad Villain box set. According to Stereogum, it was Mad Lib's attempt to get Doom excited enough to work on a true follow-up. Recorded after he got tired of waiting for Doom to record an official sequel, Mad Villainy was met with widespread critical acclaim from music critics and became one of the most critically acclaimed projects for both artists. At Metacritic, which assigns a normalized rating out of 100 of reviews for mainstream critics, the album received an average score of 93 based on 20 reviews. It was the year's best reviewed rap album and the third highest reviewed album 
overall, according to the website. It was also the second most acclaimed rap album of the time of its release, behind Outkast's Stankonia. Sam Samuelson of All Music wrote that the album's strength lies in its mix between seemingly obtuse beats, samples, emceeing, and some straight-up hip-hop bumping, and that MF Doom's unpredictable lyrical style fits quite nicely with Mad Lib's unconventional beat orchestrations. Mad Villainique influenced a generation of artists. Among some of them are Joey Badass, Capital Steez, Bishop Nairu, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, Danny Brown, Kirk Knight, Flying Lotus, Kashmir Cat, Neo Soul Collective Jungle, indie rock band Colts, and Radiohead singer Tom York. The singer Belial names it among his 25 favorite albums. According to Earl Sweatshirt, Mad Villainy influenced his generation the same way Wu-Tang influenced the rappers in the 1990s with their album Into the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. In 2009, a video of Most Def working on his album The Aesthetic in a studio was released. In the video, he praised Doom, saying that he rhymes as weird as I feel, and recited some of Doom's lines, including ones from Mad Villainy. In 2015, in honor of the release of all-new, all-different Marvel Comics line, to pay homage to classics and contemporary hip-hop albums, Marvel released variant covers inspired by these albums. One of them was a variant cover of the Mighty Thor comics based on Mad Villainy cover. It used grayscale image of Jane Fonda's face behind the metal mask, with a picture of Mulgener in a small orange square on the top right corner with Mighty Thor text in pixelated font on the top left. Now let's go for the track list, but first, all tracks were written by Daniel Dumel and Otis Jackson Jr., except were noted. All tracks were produced by Mad Lib, except the illest villains, produced by Mad Lib and Doom. The voice skits, produced by Doom. The illest villains. Accordion, writing by Dumel, Jackson Jr., and Alfred Darrington, contains samples of experience by Davul Dallas and Sleeping in a Jar by the Mothers of Invention. Meat Grinder, contains a sample of Sleeping in a Jar by the Mothers of Invention, and a sample of Hula Rock by Lou Howard and the All-Stars. Dripping off the beat, kinda dripping off the meat grinder. Heat niner, pimping, stripping, soft, sweet minor. China was a neat sign of trouble with the script digits. Double dip, bubble lip, subtle list, midget. Borderline schizo, sort of fine tits, dough, porter wine. Bistro, sample second to none by Atlantic Star. Raid, featuring MED, aka Metaphor, writing by Dumel, Jackson Jr., and Nick Rodriguez, contains a sample of Nardis Live by Montreux Jazz Festival by Bill Evans. America Latina by Osmore Melato, Cortada, Forma, and Computer Games by George. Clinton. America's Most Blunted, featuring Quasimodo, contains a sample of 99 and a half by Fever Tree and a snippet of Creativity by Jack Margolis. And they wondered how he dealt with stress so well. While guess you could say he stays sedated. Some say booted, some say faded. Some day prayed that he would grow a farm barn for recent research show it's not so darn harmful. Sometimes you might need to do Sick Fit Instrumental, writing by Jackson Jr., contains a sample of Family Affair by the Generation Gap. Rainbows contains a sample of Blues and Pants by James Brown and Kelly by William Luce, Stu Phillips, and Marvin Illine. contains a sample of Airport Love Theme by Waldir Kalman. Do Not Fire Instrumental, writing by Jackson Jr., contains a sample of Mithi Mithi Ikion Sidel Baharde by Kishmore Kumar, and voiceover snippets of Dalism from Street Fighter II, The World Warrior by Yoko Shimamara. Money Folder contains a sample of Soul Turnaround by Freddie Hubert, and a voice clip from The Raven by Vincent Price. Shadows of Tomorrow, featuring Quas, contains a sample of Hindu Hoon, Main Na Muscle Man Hook by R.D. Berman, and voiceover snippets from Space is a Place by Sun Ra. Operation Lifesaver, aka Mint Test, contains a sample of Prepare Yourself by George Duke, Double Barrel by David Ansel Collins, and the theme of the Justice League of America. Figaro contains a sample of In the Beginning and Janine by Dr. Lonnie Smith. The rest is empty with no brain, but the clever nerd, the best MC with no chain you ever heard. 
Take it from the tech nine hola. David don't know they next time from Shinola. Everything that glitter ain't fish scale. Let me think. Don't let a faint get hit. Hardcore Hustle featuring Wild Child, Riding by Jackson Jr. and Jack Brown. Strange Ways contains a sample of Funny Ways by Gentle Giant and a snippet of Symphony in Slang by Tex Avery. Fancy Clown featuring Victor Vaughn contains a sample of That Ain't the Way You Make Love by ZZ Hill. There's been a place for you in my heart since we first met. A teenage love that didn't feel no hurt yet. My boys warned me you was poison like BBD first cassette. And still I put my chips on the worst bet. Gave up the skirt, now I got a hair from the street. How dare you drag I, containing Stacey Epps, contains a sample of So Good by The Whispers. Super villain theme, instrumental. Writing by Jackson Jr. contains a sample of Enemakia by Oterko. All caps contains a sample of opening credits of Ironside by Quincy Jones and an interpolation of Sometimes I Rhyme Slow by Nice and Smooth. Great Day, Writing by Dumel, Jackson Jr., and Lord Scotch 79 contains a sample of How Can You Believe by Stevie Wonder. Rhinestone Cowboy contains a sample of Marina Marina and Malibu by Maria Bethania. Watch the drop top poppy known as the grimy, limey, slimy, try me, blimey. Simply smashing in a fashion that's timely. Mad villain dashing in a beat rhyme crime spree. We rock the house like rock and roll. Got more soul than a sock with a hole. Bad Villainy is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. It is unique and important in hip-hop. Mad Lib has went on to produce many great albums with artists. Mad Villainy was one of the first that really put him on a pedestal. And as they say, this may be MF Doom's magnum opus. Thank you to MF Doom and Mad Lib for making such a classic album that still gets played to this day, that still gets praised to this day. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hip-Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review where possible. Thank you, and have a great day.